This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Chinese jet shadowed from 500 feet off the wing for over an hour. The Navy says this encounter was professional, but that the PLA has been more aggressive. Uh, that is not a scene out of Top Gun Maverick. That is real life, and it's a scary scenario. How often does this happen, and what does it say about the state of U.S.-China relations? Is the U.S. in a position to deter China from anything at this point? Well, U.S.-China relations are at their worst place that they've been in decades. There's no doubt about it. And tensions continue to rise. And we have not put a floor uh, to that tit-for-tat escalation that's been going on. Uh, that is for certain. Uh, for me, the scariest scenario uh, in the world today for American national security is a Chinese invasion of Taiwan that could very well drag us into a conventional war with China. We need to be doing all that we can to deter that outcome. And, I, and, and I, one of the things we need to do is to help Ukraine defeat Russia uh, in their invasion there. Because if we do that, if Ukrainians prevail, I think that will make Xi Jinping think twice about invading Taiwan. It'll make him think twice about the sanctions that might be imposed upon China should they use that force. So some of our colleagues here in the United States, especially in the Republican Party, say we should just focus on China. That's where our national security interests are at stake. I see these as deeply intertwined. And you know who else does? I was just in Taiwan five months ago. And the president and her defense minister and foreign minister and every national security advisor, they all said unequivocally uh, that they are rooting for Ukraine because they see a victory in Ukraine as being good for the safety and security of their democracy in Taiwan. Absolutely. I can see that domino effect. Thank you so much for explaining it um, so perfectly for us. You see this war ending in any way other than at the negotiating table. Well, tragically, I can imagine this war not ending uh, and just grinding on with no winners and no losers, a stalemate on the battlefield. Uh, it's happened before in history. It could happen here. I hope that's not the case. I want to be clear about that. Uh, and I do think this year is critical. Uh, I listened closely to Jake Sullivan's interview today with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. He says we need to give the Ukrainians the tools that they need to increase their victories on the battlefield for leverage 
at the negotiating table, I agree 100 percent with what Jake Sullivan said, the national security advisor. I just don't think we're giving them all the tools they need. And we've been focused on this F-16 uh, debate that I think is diversionary. What I talk to Ukrainian officials, they say what they really need right now are long range missile systems, the attackums, so that they can threaten uh, Russian bases uh, and Russian airfields inside Crimea for whatever reason the United States has decided not to give them the, that weapon, I think the focus needs to be on that weapon to do precisely to achieve the objectives uh, that National Security Advisor Sullivan outlined today on Meet the Press. The jets need to go now. Why? Well, we know that Ukraine has to retake seized territory for them to win. They need the momentum. They need to go on the offensive and they need to do it right now before Russia has the ability to recapitalize its military that's been decimated the last nine months. To do that, they need to fight the type of warfare that we fight and actually the type of warfare that we're training them to fight right now in the training grounds of Europe. And that is a combined arms, fire and maneuver warfare. And what that requires is for them to synchronize long range artillery fire with short-range armor and infantry units, uh, but also establish an air cap, air superiority. Right now, they don't have air superiority, and they don't have the fighter platforms to establish that. Uh, so we actually need to provide them the equipment, either us or our NATO allies, uh, with the equipment necessary to actually fight the warfare that we're training them to fight. I don't think it is in China's interest to do this. I think it would alienate them from a number of countries in the world, including our European allies, and it would put them four square into the center of responsibility for the kinds of war crimes and bombardments of civilians and atrocities that the Russians are committing in Ukraine. You, you know, the, the thing is, Jonathan, Lear, I, I'm just asking myself, is China really this stupid? Are they really going to make? I don't think they are. I really it, as stupid as they've been over the past four or five years. I just can't help but think that maybe they're just positioning Russia. We're going to save face here for you. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. going to help you out here, Putin. You've humiliated yourself. We're, 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 we're going to help out. We're going to start pushing a peace deal. We're going to say that we're standing shoulder to shoulder with you when, in fact, we're going to force you to settle this thing behind the scenes to try to save face for you. Uh, because the consequences of them starting to send weapons, it does two things. First of all, it damages China economically. It, it, it damages their relationship with Europe damages their relationship with the United States. It damages their relationship with Japan, Australia, a lot of a lot of first world nations. And th their economy is not doing that well. The second thing it does is it allows us to say, well, if China's sending weapons, OK, we're going to send F-16s. If China's sending Russia more weapons, OK, we're going to send them more artillery. We're going to send more advanced weapon systems, because if China's in this thing, we're going to go all in. I just don't see China being that stupid. Yeah, if China were to go all in, that's exactly what would happen. It would be a, a significant escalation on both sides. It'd be dangerous. It could certainly uh, change the, the trajectory of the war. But I think there is a sense that this is, to your point, at least a possibility that China here is doing this to allow Putin to save face, to prop him up just enough that he's able to end this conflict while holding on to power, which 
allows the status quo to continue there in the region, which also was China's want. It's not in China's interest if Russia were to go down in flames entirely here and, and destabilize the entire Eurasia region. That's not what China wants either. And the other possibility, as analysts put to me over the weekend, is when this news started to break, is that this would, of course, if China were to step in, that would allow them to really make Russia, even more than they already now, subservient to Beijing, to make them a junior partner uh, in that part of the world uh, and allow Putin to stay in power, but be subject, subject to Xi Jinping's wishes, Mika. Meanwhile, a new report on the origins of COVID. According to two sources with direct knowledge, the Energy Department says it has, quote, low confidence that okay. the virus likely originated confidence. from a lab leak in Wuhan, China. However, it believes COVID was not the result of a man-made bioweapon. The Wall Street Journal was the first to report in this classified intelligence report recently given to the White House and key members of the Congress yesterday. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was asked about this development. Did the coronavirus pandemic start in a lab? Is that what you believe now? Let me have it. Well, Dana, there is okay. a variety of... Um, we're going to get to all of it. It's uh, Monday, 27 February, year of our Lord, 2023. You're in the war room. Um, what they're about to do there is break news that if you're a long-term uh, follower of the war room, you know that this show under war room pandemic broke out, I think, on 23 January 2020. That would be over three years ago. Um, I've got Natalie Winters. We're going to get to the whole Wuhan lab of it, all the lies and misrepresentation and spin. But understand, why did the Wuhan lab, why did they drop this, the intel from the Energy Department and talk about other organizations, the government that knows it came out of Wuhan on a bioweapons Why did it just, remember, there's no conspiracies, but there's no coincidences. Why did this just happen to drop over this weekend? Because now they can't run and hide from the fact, you know, China is their biggest enemy now because of the Ukraine. Everything with these people is about the Ukraine. So something's not right. All of a sudden, China is the biggest enemy in the world, all because you're China has been has had Putin's back since the beginning. They made the no limits partnership at the Winter Olympics last year. Putin would have never moved if China didn't have his back economically for big output deals on oil, natural gas and other commodities. If they had not already been giving them non-lethal military aid. And yes, they've been shipping them military aid. Everybody knows that. And yet MSNBC these people are going to sit there and lie to your face. Now China is the big enemy. Why? All because of their beloved Ukraine. All because of Ukraine. China has been at a war, a non-kinetic war with the American people, with American citizens in the United States for years. In fact, they declared a people's war in May of, of 2019. She, but they were long before that. This is the reason I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party, Right. I'm sanctioned because I called it out early on in the first day in the Trump campaign when I took it over in August of 2016. And President Trump pivoted hard on China. And that's why we went after China nonstop. Cortez, just give me your overview on this, uh, on now the CCP's enemy because they, they've in, intruded into Russia, which they've been doing from day one. The reason right. is Zelensky their little puppet, Zelensky, loving up. He's rubbing up on Xi. He wants to meet with Xi. He says, yeah, I looked at the deal. I looked at the deal. I'd like to have a meeting. 
He's going to play China off the United States. We've given this guy $200 billion, of which they've stolen tens of billions. And now over the weekend, hey, yeah, I got to meet she too. A couple of things happened. Number one, he told us finally their war plan, the war plan, they got to take Crimea. And you see that insane guy that was hooked up in the impeachment, uh, Mc, Mc, McFall, that was the Moscow. Yeah, yeah we got to give him long-range missiles. We got to give him long-range missiles. Zelensky tells him, I'm going to Crimea. Oh, I got to meet with Putin. I got to meet with Xi immediately. I think he's got some good ideas. Not even not even notifying the Biden regime. And the Biden regime said, boy, he really shouldn't do that. He really shouldn't do that. And, oh, let's drop, let's drop the Wuhan lab, which we've known for years. They dropped a right. bioweapon on us. Steve Cortez. Yeah, so the ruling class wants to act like it's some massive revelation to let the American people know that water is wet um, and that the Wuhan virus came out of Wuhan and out of the lab. But you know, to set the stage before talking about the specifics of this current crisis as it relates to Russia, China, and Ukraine, let's remember you mentioned McFall, uh, who's really you know one of the foolish but sadly most important people in the Washington war machine and the foreign policy establishment of the United States. Let's remember that permanent Washington, these so-called experts, whether they're in the State Department, at think tanks, the defense contractors, the corporate media, their cheerleaders in corporate media, they have gotten nearly every national security geostrategic decision wrong for the last two decades. So let's look at the record of constant failure of incessant war, of needless interventions all over the world, which have cost Thousands of American lives have severely damaged tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of more American lives, people who deal with the mental and physical injuries they sustained in the war, even though they didn't die, and trillions of dollars of expenditures. So the Washington war machine has a miserable record of failure. And yet Joe Biden, corporate media, big business in America, the universities, all of them want us to follow in lockstep toward yet another escalation. Um, and and a, an escalation, that would be dangerous enough on its own, Steve, but to your point about China and Russia, this particular escalation carries the massive additional risk of practically compelling an incredibly close alliance between Beijing and Moscow. And one thing the United States did successfully for decades before this disastrous regime one thing we did for decades was successfully drive a wedge between those two countries, between the two most powerful nations in Asia. Did that for in the Eurasian landmass, did that for decades successfully, starting over a half century ago with Richard Nixon. This is the exact opposite approach now. This is the antithesis of Richard Nixon in every sense, uh, probably the greatest foreign policy thinker to ever reside in the Oval Office. And now what we have with Biden is is again, a practically a forced marriage of the CCP yeah. and Moscow. <laughs> Cortez, hang up for one second. Natalie Winter's going to walk us all through. This is outrageous. Now, oh yeah, the Wuhan lab, they did the bioweapon and leaked out. It's all because of their beloved Ukraine. Remember, Ukraine means a thousand times more to them than American citizens do. We get to the bottom of all of this in the war room next. Natalie Winters joins us. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check 
for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. They have low confidence, but think that it may be a lab leak. And Jim, you've had other intel agencies, uh, this Tommy Vitor, four intel agencies think COVID spread naturally. The DOE thinks the lab leak uh, with low confidence. FBI thinks lab leak with moderate confidence. None think it was part of a Chinese bioweapon program. Uh, and uh, he's saying, hope the DNI will release what info it can soon. This is something, though, and we've said it here. I remember Tom Cotton got attacked by some newspaper. I forget if maybe it was the Times. I forget who it was uh, for talking about the possibility of a lab leak. And we said on the show, we don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. The problem here is. Oh, oh, that's a bald face lie. That's a bald face. That's a bald face lie. That's a bald face lie. The paper was The Washington Post. And, 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 and Cotton was giving you a watered-down version of what we gave on, gave on War Room. Remember, in the big study that just came out by the CCP front organization Brookings that the New York Times did the big story. Remember, we're number one misinformation. This is one of the items. This is one of their key items. This is one of their key items. Hey, suck on this. It was a bioweapons program run by the PLA. Anybody that knows anything about China understands Wuhan's the big medical center for the People's Liberation Army. Has been since 1949. Has been since the communists in the State Department gave China to Mao Zedong. Okay? And Gallagher, McCarthy was right. Don't be trashing McCarthy. McCarthy was all over this in 1949-1950. All over this. Okay, this is why we got the the problem today. Remember the hundred days, uh, or the five months between Tiananmen Square, June four June of eighty nine, and the fall of the Berlin Wall. We had defeated the oppressors of our allies. The allies are the Chinese people, Lao Beijing, and the Russian peasants and serfs who took all the combat casualties of World War II. We had them both overthrown. Nobody talks about that. They don't want to talk about that because Bush, old man Bush, sent Skrylkroft in and made a deal with Deng Xiaoping to keep him in power. They were about to be turfed out by the Lady Liberty followers in Tiananmen Square and the Berlin Wall. And look at where we are now. We're, we're, 19, we're 32 trillion in debt, going to add another 19 trillion in debt. Uh, we're at war with all these powers right now. And the only reason they're bringing any of this up, the only reason they're bringing any of this up is they're loving up on the Ukraine. I'm telling you, Ukraine must have some very dark secrets because I've never seen the foreign policy uh, uh, you know, community come together for something. Man, 
They got to, you know, they got to, they got to, they got to win in Ukraine. They got to win in Ukraine. Even if they get us attacked in a nuclear war, they're exposing themselves right now. The Chinese Communist Party is an existential threat to this country, an existential threat to the American people, right? And we must take down, we must assist Lao Beijing to take down the Chinese Communist Party. And you're either win, with us or you're against us. There's no middle ground here. Natalie Winters, you, you've done the most incredible work of looking at this topic of anybody. Please tell me, are you a little surprised at this weekend? What, Natalie, are you buying in? You're, you're pretty cynical, although you're, you're, you're just out of the University of Chicago. You've become a, a hard-nosed cynic. Given your research, research of the globalists in the uh, in the Uniparty and the elites that run our country, but do you think it's just a random coincidence that this just dropped over the weekend when they're all sudden all freaked out about uh, about the, the reality of the CCP's involvement? It's a KGB CCP merger. Everybody knows this. What, what does no limits partnership mean? Can you guys not read? They heralded that last year. He got to cut the deal at the Winter Olympics. Why do you think Putin flew over there? They made the deal. Hey, here's what I'm doing, boss. I'm the junior partner here. You got my back. No problem. We got it. Natalie Winters. Well, I don't know if I'm a cynic. I think I'm just a realist when it comes to the establishment and the globalists' affinity for the Chinese Communist Party. But unfortunately, I think they've committed the cardinal sin, which is, of course, going against Ukraine and potentially partnering with Russia. Um, so it really is interesting, the timing of this story to come out. Obviously, it dovetails with the Ukraine narrative. But I also think this is a kind of a habit that we've seen coming from the Biden regime. And what I mean by that is that the Chinese Communist Party does something that really exposes how soft Joe Biden is on China because of obviously the extensive financial and personnel compromise within the regime, but also within Joe Biden's family, right? The spy balloon is a perfect example of that. Then they sort of engage in what I would call, it's a term the left loves to use, of performative activism, where they let something leak that we've all known, right? It's no surprise to the American people uh, that COVID-19 came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So this is just a little way that the Biden regime, I think, sort of tries to give the facade that they're playing tough with the CCP, when in reality, uh, I don't see, you know, Joe Biden uh, issuing sanctions, trying to get reparations for this. And frankly, as much as this story from the Wall Street Journal, you know, affirms what we've been saying here at the War Room, let's be clear, it also does stop short of totally calling COVID-19 a bioweapon. It just says it likely uh, was the result um, of sort of a lab spillover. So it's just Joe Biden and, and his kind of cronies this time. You see the DOE just getting up to the line uh, of calling out the CCP just to kind of present a facade that they're actually tough on China when in reality, that's not the case. And I have to say, for MSNBC to say that they played even-handedly, that they even entertained uh, the lab leak theory is just comical. I don't think I've ever heard anything more preposterous. NBC was one of the most egregious mainstream media news outlets uh, that actually perpetuated the natural origins theory. They went so far, and I'm talking about NBC, but they actually quoted American scientists who had lectured at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in the 2010s um, on types of research that really resembled gain-of-function research and the manipulation of pathogens. 
And they quoted these people telling them, telling the viewers to stop blaming China, saying that Trump was wrong. That's a direct quote uh, for blaming China for COVID-19. And of course, never disclosing the conflicts of interest that these uh, professors and researchers had with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and, of course, more broadly, the Chinese Communist Party. So it's really just a perfect example of how the mainstream media has run cover for the Chinese Communist Party, and now it seems that Ukraine is sort of the the darling of the day. Um, but it's all just a distraction. There's there's bigger issues at play, and of course, Ukraine is the heart of it. Um, but also remember that this story is just, I think, another example of how the Biden regime is, although paradoxically, still very soft on China. Take a, just give us an overview of, of your research and your investigation and others that you pulled together, fact-based, that, that show the complicity of the administrative state of the U.S. government and Fauci, et cetera, in, in, uh, in Wuhan. Because this is, where, this is where it gets, we're getting down to the reality. Well, walk us through, give us an overview of that and other money they put out to other front organizations to basically drive this bioweapons program. Sure. Well, basically, the entire, I think, underpinning um, of the establishment-sanctioned response to COVID-19 falls apart, sort of like a house of cards, maybe a house of vaccine cards, um, when you really get to the true origins of COVID, which is, of course, the Chinese Communist Party, as opposed to, you know, the EcoHealth Alliance championed narrative of uh, a natural spillover event. And what I mean by that is someone who has tracked not just how the globalist groups like the United Nations and the World Health Organization, but also these groups that formed in response to COVID-19, right? The groups that are sort of adjacent to Bill Gates, these very pro-vaccine, pro-pandemic prevention groups. All of these groups and really their whole reason for being is predicated upon the narrative that COVID developed organically, right, as a result of climate change or human interaction with wildlife. And they've always used this narrative to sort of make the case for why we need to have what they call a one health approach to living, which has to do with combating climate change, having universal vaccines uh, for COVID-19 and every other pandemic that, you know, happens in the future. Um, And that's one way, right, of weaponizing the pandemic to achieve the, I would say, ambition of the Great Reset, right? The idea that they want to exploit these crises to serve a certain social agenda. But if you deny the reality, the truth is that the reason this virus was created, it wasn't because of a spillover event. It was because the Chinese Communist Party is at war with the United States. Then your response and reaction as to how you deal with it is entirely different. In other words, you would want to take down the CCP because you understand that their bio-warfare program is just one of the many unconventional and unrestricted pathways which with, with which they're engaging in war against the United States to overtake us as, as the global hegemon. But unfortunately, um, our, our intellectual superiors, our betters over at the National Institutes of Health, don't adhere to that latter theory, that latter worldview. They're very, very, very in bed with the Chinese Communist Party, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology is just one example of how they've spent tens of millions, hundreds of millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars and continue to do so to labs that are controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. And make no mistake, there is no separation, there is no, for lack of a better word, Chinese wall between military and civil science um, overseas in Beijing. It's all used to, to really achieve China's broader goal 
of really overtaking the United States. And frankly, for, for people who are you know shocked by this or CNN analysts who are going on Twitter threads saying that the only reason people think COVID didn't come from a lab is because they were trying to defend uh, Chinese people from anti-Asian hate, preposterous allegations like that, uh, it's, it's so beyond the pale. Anyone who's ever been on the Wuhan Institute of Virology website, which I joke I'm probably the only American who frequents that web- frequents that website, um, but you can see the deleted web pages where they documented the manipulations that they were doing with COVID-like viruses to uh, create viruses that could proliferate with quote epidemic levels um, of spread. Talking specifically about how the NIH was their partner, uh, listing military researchers who worked at the lab, how they were toying around with samples of blood that they had received from the military, specifically on this grant that Fauci had funded. Um, So there's so much to see. And just because the DOE is catching up now, it doesn't, I think, uh, really make any difference. We know we've been right for a very long time, and it's about time they caught on. Brilliant, (coughs) brilliant assessment. Short commercial break. Natalie Winter is going to stick with us. Steve Cortez. We got Ben Burkwam in East Palestine. Um, We are packed today, wall to wall. Be back in a moment. Ends with so much chaos and danger in the world these days. I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. Let's face it, you're going to need this food, and now is the time to get it before it's too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. When you do, you'll get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. You need this gear when things fall apart or the grid goes down or any time you might have to fend for yourself. To see everything you'll get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. That way, everybody in your family can be prepared but hurry this offer won't last forever check this off your list and sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst case scenario ever happens go to mypatriotsupply.com and score free shipping to mypatriotsupply.com take action do it today Here's your host Stephen K. Bath. okay Welcome back. By the way, you're not going to want to miss CPAC. It's this week. Um, go to CPAC.org slash War Room. You get the $47 off the General Mission four-day ticket. Uh, there's also, uh, you can go single day too. Don't know if you can get a discount on that, but go check it out. CPAC.org slash War Room. want to see everybody there. It's a huge turnout from War Room. We're going to get to meet everybody and hang out with them, and our entire team will be there. Uh, Natalie, Grace, Captain Bannon, James Zirkel, all of it. So um, you'll get to... Um, Nicola Grady and more. You get to meet the production staff um, that makes the show so great. Uh, and I don't have to yell. Denver. Remember, Denver is not a guy. I was out in Oklahoma City had a great event on Saturday night. People think Denver is a, Denver is not a person. It's a place. It's it's a place. So uh, you get to meet uh, Parker and all the great team. Parker Sagan, all the great team. Harry, all the great team from Real America's Voice will be there. Um, Steve Cortez. And I just want to make sure the audience understands something. You're at the tip of the spear of driving this narrative to reality. Not only is your voice heard, your voice is meaningful. And I mean globally and geopolitically, because we're not going to let the United States get sucked into a land war on the Eurasian landmass. That will not happen on our watch. Zero chance. 
But Cortez, uh, young Natalie Winters used the R word, sir. Mm-hmm. Why has there been no discussion? Why are elites, uh, given the devastation of this? And yes, it was a bio, it was a bioweapon program. And I'm of the, Miles believes they did it released on purpose. I am of the school still that it was an inadvertent because of their incompetence and inadvertently that they then exacerbated as Peter Navarro has shown, uh, how they exacerbated the spread of it after it leaked. But right. even given that, why are we not having a discussion on reparations, sir? Well, we need to. And I think, as usual, War Room is going to lead the way uh, where the conservative movement, the America First movement, patriotic populism is going to ultimately end up. Uh, that certainly has been the case on Ukraine. Steve, you were one of the lo- lonely voices early on a year ago saying, wait a second, de-escalation should be the goal of the United States. The consequences since have been terrible. And a lot of folks on the right, thankfully, are coming around to our way of thinking. I think similarly, it will unfold that way on this topic of biological war Reparations. And Steve, to your point, it really is immaterial whether or not the Chinese intended to do this, because even in the best interpretation, even in the most generous analysis to the CCP, if it was simply accidental, the reason I say it's immaterial regarding reparations is because even if it was an accident at first, what we know is factually correct is that the CCP knew that it had human-to-human transmission extremely early on, in 2019, as in that early on. We don't know the exact date, but we know that it was in 2019. We know that they lied to the entire world, that they used the World Health Organization. They got the bogus imprimatur of the WHO to stamp, to effectively timestamp their lie in January 2020, uh, saying that there's no human-to-human transmission. All the while, they sealed Wuhan off from the rest of domestic China, but allowed the citizens of Wuhan, who had no idea what they were doing, but they allowed those citizens to effectively become infecting agents for the entire world, flying to New York, to San Francisco, to Milan, and infecting the world because the CCP made a calculated decision that it was not going to be the first and primary one to suffer from this virus. Once it was unleashed, once it knew what was going on, it was going to infect the entire world. And for that heinous crime against humanity, for that epidemiological Pearl Harbor, they owe reparations. And when I say reparations, I mean in massive amounts. And Steve, I think a good place for us to start, and it's only a down payment, but a good place for us to start is the trillion dollars of treasury debt that is owned by the Chinese, that the United States owes to the CCP, that should be erased. Now, we should do it in a methodical way, okay, not just the wave of a wand. We should do it in a process, in a methodical way, so that we can we can show the global bond markets that we're not going to do this um, in any kind of ad hoc way in the future. We've never done it before. Hopefully, we'll never have to do it again. But in this case, it is a sensible and just down payment only on the damage that has been wrought by the Chinese Communist Party to the American people, and we absolutely need biological war reparations. It is my hope, Steve, and belief that this is going to become a significant issue, to your point earlier, this will become a significant issue into 2024 elections at the presidential level on down to anyone running for federal office, that we must demand and collect war reparations from the CCP. Natalie Winters, uh, given the facts as you've known them and researched them, is is Steve uh, Cortez directionally correct on this, ma'am? 
Totally. But uh, I also want reparations and justice from the CCP's American counterparts, the people like Anthony Fauci at the National Institutes of Health, the people in the mainstream media who ran cover, the virologists who lied about the vaccines and masks. You know, I think this goes to sort of the bigger issue, which is something that you and I have talked about a lot, the idea not just of elite compromise, but elite merger, right? Even though the Chinese Communist Party released COVID-19, our American elites over here certainly helped them weaponize it, right? Maybe they weren't necessarily in the room where the gain-of-function research happened, but they used this pandemic to push a very, very specific far-left political agenda that undermined national and individual sovereignty, clearly in favor um, of globalism. But on the issue of the Chinese Communist Party, because again, when you do track down the origins of COVID, all roads certainly do lead to, I guess, maybe Beijing, but also also Wuhan. Um, the evidence is there uh, in the Chinese Communist Party's own words. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a really, really, really large misconception about what exactly the Wuhan Institute of Virology is. It's not just a research entity. Um, it actively carries out the mission and agenda of the People's Liberation Army. And that's not a conspiracy theory for the New York Times or one of the many Brookings researchers who listening who are listening to this podcast. Uh, that's the Wuhan Institute of Virology in their own words. And the fact that the American establishment has continued to not only cover up this fact, but cover up the NIH's involvement, um, I think really speaks to how nefarious the agenda of the Wuhan Institute of Virology is. And what I mean by that, there's a very, very, very important buried lead in the Wall Street Journal piece um, that just came out, you know, two days ago. And it said that back in November, um, the FBI was purposely withholding information about the status of their investigation into the Wuhan Institute of Virology and what they had uncovered, uh, so as to not uh, kind of tarnish what they called the, quote, integrity of ongoing investigations. Now, they certainly weren't talking about the World Health Organization's investigation because that was compromised by the Chinese Communist Party beyond belief. Um, and, and really, I, I think the signal there is that the FBI, which, you know, tale as old as time when you think about what they've done with January 6th, um, but they have actively withheld information about what was going on at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, not necessarily to run cover for the Chinese Communist Party, um, but to run cover for their allies here in the United States, people like Anthony Fauci, people like Francis Collins, uh, people who from day one of this pandemic um, have been probably the largest agents of misinformation and disinformation and denigrating people like me and you as conspiracy theorists, right? If COVID was a bioweapon as part of the CCP's biological warfare program, equally important to that is the information warfare side. And that issue, that blame rests squarely here in the United States with mainstream media news outlets and the talking heads who, who grace those airwaves so frequently uh, to call people like me and you crazy. So I want reparations, yes, of course, from the Chinese Communist Party, but I want accountability, too, from the Americans who enabled them. You know, uh, Natalie, in the tell on that this morning was Joe Scarborough sitting there going, you know, when they, what paper <laughs> that came out with it? You knew exactly. the Washington Post. Stop your lying. And, oh, we, you know, we said the same thing. You know, we said it could be either or. A bald face lie to try to cover their tracks, and their tracks are not going to be covered. Okay? 
These people collaborated, MSNBC and CNN collaborated with the Chinese Communist Party. They're collaborationists. They're collaborationists. And they've got to be held account for what they did. And they gotta, they've, gotta, uh, they've got to pay for what they did. Steve Cortez, it's even broader than just the media, is it not, sir? Certainly. And listen, Natalie makes a great point. Uh, and I think it can be seductive for those of us on the right because we so correctly despise the CCP to only blame the CCP for what happened. And of course, the American ruling class uh, is totally complicit. And Natalie is correct. There must be effectively reparations there, meaning reforms. And what I mean by significant reforms, let's talk specifically about the case of big tech. I firmly believe that big tech needs to be broken up and regulated because big tech is effectively controlling and censoring the digital public square, uh, which is where America finds information, where our democracy operates um, in the 2020s. And let's talk about what big tech did to suppress this information, to squash inquiry, uh, to smash skepticism, to intimidate and dispirit the American people who simply in those earliest days started to have significant questions about the origin of the virus, about the efficacy of masks, about the sanity of school closures. I could unfortunately go on and on. All of those conversations were totally shut down in the digital arena by a relatively small group of oligarchs controlling a rel relatively small group of companies that unfortunately exert near total control over the digital public square. You know, let me just give you one anecdotal example of that, Steve. Twitter, I have been suspended four times from Twitter. I'd supposedly the fifth is the death sentence, so hopefully I don't get that, we'll see. Uh, but three of those four times, once was about gender confusion. The other three all pertained to China and the China virus. One time it was because I called it the China virus and I said masks don't work. I got suspended in the email and formula. That was a double ding. I was supposedly being racist and supposedly being anti-science when I was being neither. Masks don't work. Uh, and the virus, of course, did come from China. Another time I was dinged and suspended when I talked about Fauci and his complicity with funding uh, this dangerous research at the Wuhan lab suspended again. And then a third time, which was the most nefarious of all, and I was hardly alone, was right before the election talking about Hunter Biden accepting tens of millions of dollars from the CCP directly. And of course, my account, as well as the press secretary at the time, Kayleigh McEnany, the official Trump campaign accounts, uh, an absolute blackout on all of the, of the campaign apparatuses of the sitting president of the United States. Steve, this, these issues have still not significantly and adequately been addressed. It's not no. enough to count on Elon Musk running Twitter yeah. okay at present. That's not enough. No we can't count on the benevolence of a billionaire. Hang we on. must break up and regulate these companies. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Twitter has not allowed any of the anti, the hardcore anti-CCP, I mean, take them down, War Room included. Not back on Twitter. We're not back on Twitter. Yeah. Not that I would ever go back because he's financed by the CCP. If he didn't have his Tesla deal, te he makes all his, only cash this brother makes is coming out of Shanghai, okay, because of the joint venture. You can't trust, you can't depend upon Elon Musk and all the fanboys right. that run around. He's okay, but he's just okay. He, he's not a killer. Hang over a second. Natalie, you talk about pivots, and we're going to get to the Woody Harrelson thing. I'm starting to laugh. Tell me about the the New York Times has got a piece. They're pivoting on the mask, are they not, ma'am? Are they're, everybody? They're all all these cockroaches. You pull, you put the stones out, and they're all running, baby. You put the light on them, and they're all running. Tell me about the mask. Steve mentions mask. Tell me about mask. Well, I'll read you the uh, title of, a, of an article that was recently published in the New York Times. The mask mandates did nothing. 
will any lesson be learned? Uh, it talks, I mean, I, I could read the whole article. It would be worth it. People should go go and read it for themselves. But it is straight out of War Room talking about how masks were never effective. doesn't matter if you're wearing a cloth mask, an N95, any form of mask. On a population level, uh, the studies that they've done, there was no Zero. benefit to wearing it. There was no point. And believe me, the experts knew that, but masks were never about the science. <laughs> and the net experts knew it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been right, and you have been right for years now. Three years afterwards, they're going to suddenly drop this. And remember, her, remember Natalie's buried lead about the FBI. Short break. We're going to ramp it up next in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code BANNON, B-A-N-N-O-N all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now and start reading okay so the movie goes like this the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea <laughs> being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Oh, you saw the nervous laughter there. Steve Cortez, uh, there's a lot of pivots. This is Pivot Weekend. We're not even to March Madness. Right. And the, the, everybody's pivoting, right? They're all pivoting. Yes. All the cockroaches. Ladies and gentlemen, you watch to hear it all. And man, is the, is, the, is, the, uh, is the Hollywood and media elite furious about what happened on Saturday night? Sir, tell me about it. Yeah, you know, uh, this is where we've come to in 2023 America that the, the prophet of truth is Woody Harrelson. Uh, but, you know, Woody Harrelson, listen, he's somebody who obviously would agree with us on very, very little philosophically, politically, culturally. But I do think that he is basically an old school liberal. And what I mean by that, somebody who was skeptical or is skeptical 
of really powerful interests, particularly corporate interests. It used to be that the left in this country was thankfully skeptical of big business, of big pharma especially, of big defense especially. We see the exact opposite right now. You know, we've been talking a lot about how the ruling class in America has been totally co-opted and essentially acquired by the Chinese Communist Party. And that's absolutely true. But a big part of that merger uh, is also that the left in this country has become completely aligned with the most powerful corporate interests in America, and particularly big pharma. And that's what Woody Harrelson uh, is getting to. He's using humor. It was quite funny uh, to get to the bottom of that and say, if this were a movie script, you'd throw the script away because it's absurd. It could never happen. At least couldn't happen in the United States of America. Well, it did happen here in the United States. And people have been abused. And, and see, this is important. This is only isn't only past tense. People are still being abused. At major universities in the United States today, young people are forced to take these injections as a prerequisite to simply attend school and learn. It is still happening today, this absolute abuse. And we're going to get Naomi Wolf on this afternoon. There's all kind of new research coming. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, Natalie Winters, you've been fighting this one for a long time. Give me your assessment of Woody Harrelson and, and how – all of a sudden, this is his fifth time hosting Saturday Night Live. Of course, now they're saying he, he's unworthy ever to come back. Natalie Winters. Well, I think that that clip is sort of the other side of the coin in terms of the Wall Street Journal COVID origins story. And what I mean by that is that it's it's clear to everyone now, even people uh, who maybe aren't war room regulars, that the politicians exploited this pandemic for power um, and big pharma exploited it for profit. And I think what we have to internalize and understand is that their you know, mantra of trust the science uh, they actually did mean that, except the science, their calculus for that was how they could best achieve their objectives, whether that be power or profit or just denying you the ability to make the decisions for your life. And I think what you come to terms with and what you realize is how really evil uh, the agenda was of the elites when it came to this pandemic. And I'll say, you know, I think we've been proven right now definitively on the origins of COVID, um, on Big Pharma's kind of exploitation and weaponization of this pandemic. So when you talk about the bigger issues, right, when you always ask whether or not this is a spiritual war, right, whether or not we are at war good against evil, I also think we're vindicated in that sense, too, because if we've gotten the COVID stuff right, if we've gotten the vaccines right, if we've gotten everything right, I don't think we've struck out on that aspect either. So I think this is just kind of the fuel that the war room posse needs uh, to keep us going because we are right. And, and really shout out to the New York times for recognizing us. Uh, but if we weren't the ones sharing this misinformation, just imagine where we'd be. Yeah. Misinformation equals <laughs> is actually the real, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, what de guerre for, uh, for truth. I just, somebody asked also in the interim, uh, in the war room engine room about why the ener energy, energy department controls, oversees the national weapons labs at Sandia, at Lawrence Livermore, all of them. They under, they, they oversee it. So they know exactly what's going on and they, and they understand what's happening in place. Like Wuhan. Natalie, what is your, um, heroic work? What, what is your, um, what is your social media? How do people follow you? Well, that's what the energy department does when their uh, employees aren't stealing luggage and suitcases off of uh, airplane carousels. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can find me on Getter, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Natalie G. Winters. And I'll see you all at CPAC. I didn't ask you. 
it's, since you're, you're the you're the you're the the, the, the Palm Beach socialite. Now, by the way, Natalie's going to be with us, at, so you get to meet her at uh, at CPAC. Like, uh, what did you think about what did you think about what he stole? On a scale from oh, one to ten, classy to, to horrific. It was so so ugly, not worth stealing at all. He should have stolen some suitcases in Palm Beach, <laughs> but not mine, Sam. I know I'm flying into Houston tomorrow, but please don't steal my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much. Honored to have you on here. Look forward to seeing you in person. Uh, Cortez, we got to bounce, but one thing. Natalie brought up, we talked about Big Pharma. You said you want to break up uh, Big Tech. So should we nationalize Big Pharma or break up Big Pharma? Are they too out of control? Yes, absolutely. And and separate biotech, okay, which is different from Big Pharma. But Big Pharma, yes, should absolutely be nationalized. And, and you know, for folks out there who are sort of doctrinaire free marketeers, they're going to say, wait a second, Cortez, that's not capitalistic. Look at what Big Pharma did to us. Look at what the concentration of power did to this country. Their power has only grown as their profits have swelled because of their abuses of the American people. Uh, and so those those drugs need to be nationalized in, in, a, in a rational way here in this country. I 100 percent believe in that we can never allow this kind of abuse yeah. again. From big pharma ever uh by the way the biotech is the research department so we carved that out steve what's your social media how do people get to you we got a lot of economic stuff we'll get to it tomorrow in the next couple of days how do people Absolutely. get to you you bet yeah please follow me on the twitter and i have a brand new Substack article which is linked there i'm at cortez steve cortez with an s steve thank you very much okay uh we are packed we're gonna go to east palestine ohio with our own Ben Burkwam, a Real America's Voice. We're going to go to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We got Mash up here about CPAC. Russ Vote is going to tell us how we are going to hammer the uh, the, the budget down so we're no more deficits. Russ Vote's got it. John Solomon on why Joe Biden may not be announcing for another reason besides he's thinking about it. All next in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com.
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.